Boker Torah so we are continuing the Iger Taramban, and we are discussing the concepts of Olam Hazel, Olam Haba, reward in this world and in the next. So Rabbi Foyer ends the chapter with a fascinating observation, a quote from a Sefer Hayashar that describes the incomprehensibility of the world to come to the mortals who dwell on this earth, to us who live on this earth. The concepts of the world to come are so far and so hard to understand. So the Sefer Hayashar gives a beautiful mashal, a beautiful, beautiful parable to illustrate the difference between Olam Hazeh and Olam Haba and our perception, our limited perception of Olam Hazeh that we have. So it says, imagine the following circumstances. Imagine a group of people who live their entire lives in an underground cave. They, they inhabit this subterranean vault their entire lives. So the people who are there, they, they, they don't understand that there's anything outside of these tunnels and these walls that they have. Their concept of reality is based on their restricted environment. They have a very restricted space. That's their entire concept of the world and what exists and what, what, what is around them. So he says, imagine how utterly amazed and overwhelmed these cavemen would be if they emerged from their confinement to behold vast stretches of open land, soaring mountains and rolling seas, all of the countless wonders of nature. So he says, imagine what it would be like for these people if they escaped the cave, they came out of the cave. They don't even know there's something out of the cave. Imagine if somebody found them and took them out of the cave to to see what was outside. And they see these gorgeous grassy plains and hills, and they see mountains and they see the sky. Imagine the amazement, the wonder, the shift in perspective that these people would experience. They would be dazzled by the, he says, the brilliance of the sun and the stars and the endless heaven. He would be amazed. He would be in in wonderment about what he was seeing, what he was experiencing. So he says here that we are confined to earth. Now, earth is obviously not a cave, but He's saying that relative to Olam Haba, us being here on planet Earth is almost like being in a cave. So we have, we have no concept of the reality that exists outside of this restricted world that we live in. It's restricted in, in time, in space, in concept, in spirit. It's, it's very limited. So our perception of life in the world is based on the only things that we can experience, which is Olam Hazet. But when a person moves on to the next world and he sees the endless splendor of the real world, the world to come, it's like that man who emerges from the cave, that darkness of underground tunnels, and sees what sunlight is, sees what mountains are, sees what grass is, sees what the world that surrounds him, sees what it, what it, what it looks like. Imagine the vastness, imagine the, how his heart would open up to see the splendor of our physical world. So he says, that's a mashal, that's a parable to explain to us the difference between how limited our perception is and what Allah Haba is and how open and how incredible Allah Haba is, the next world is, compared to what we are experiencing, what we are seeing here in this world. Okay, we're going to begin the last phrase, the last sentence of the Gerat Haramban. So he, he calls it here in the, before his book, he calls it here the epilogue because he has 30 sections for the 30 parts of the book and then at the end, he has the last sentence as an epilogue, an a- something to sort of a concluding thought that we could take with us and to take this idea from the Iger Haramban and move forward with it. So he says, 
quotes the, the Ramban's final words to his son in his letter. Every day that you read this letter, they will answer you, or they should, they should or they will answer you from Shamayim Kasher Yale Alibcha Lishol as your heart desires, as it, your heart decides to ask, Ad Olam forever, Amen Salah. So here Ramban tells his son, he already told him to make sure you review this letter constantly, because as we mentioned many times, studying Musar doesn't come from one time, it has to be constant study and reinforcement and incul- inculcating the ideas into one's mind. But he ends it with the idea that a person has to, he says, every day a person reads this letter, he says it to his son, that Hashem will answer your heart's desires. Now, the question is, and I think this is a, a reasonable question, what, what makes Ramban think that his letter would, uh, would cause his son's prayers to be answered? Is there something magical or mystical that's, that's hiding in this letter that once his son reads it, it's going to cause his prayers to be answered? So Rabbi Forig is a very um, appropriate answer. So he says that if you look at the words of Ramban, he says, they'll answer you according to your heart's desires. Asher ya'ale al So Rabbi Foyer connects this to the Mishnah Pekevot. The Mishnah Pekevot says, treat Hashem's will as if it was your will. I mean, the Mishnah says, so that Hashem will treat your will as if it were His will. Meaning if you make the things that you want into the things Hashem wants, Hashem will then answer you by making what He wants into what you want. Hashem will answer the desires of your heart. So, Rabbi Foyer explains that what the Ramban was telling his son is that if you follow the teachings of Ramban's letter, it wasn't because the Ramban was a, a, mystic, a mystic, I mean, they may have been a mystic, but that's not why he's saying that the prayers will be answered. But what he's saying is that if you follow the teaching of Ramban's letters, so that, then the Ramban's letters, so what you're going to do is inevitably you're going to train your heart to desire only that which Hashem desires. Ramban is paving the path for us so that our desires are congruent and consistent with the desires of Hashem. So therefore, once a person's desires are the same as the desires of Hashem, so then Hashem makes His desires, so to speak, the things Hashem wants to do, into what the person wants. Hashem will answer him by answering his prayers. So it's not something just magical or mystical that's going to happen. It's not something supernatural. But he says that somebody who prays properly is quite natural because somebody who prays properly and achieves all the steps that Ramban discussed of not getting angry and humility and all the other levels and prayer and all those other uh, steps that Ramban discussed. So then essentially what a person is doing is shaping his heart, shaping his desires to match with the desires of Hashem. And once he does that, so that Hashem promised, Hashem says, in Hashem, the Chachamim tell us that Hashem says, I will therefore make my desires into your desires. I'll answer your prayers because you made your desires into my desires. So when we focus on serving Hashem, we focus on tefillah, we focus on thinking about Hashem, thinking about our relation with Hashem through the tefillah, and how tefillah directs us towards Hashem. As we mentioned in the previous shroom, it tells us what we should pray for, tells us what we should want, it directs us, it helps us, and it turns our desires into the desires of Hashem, so that Hashem answers by fulfilling the all mishalot libecha tova Hashem should answer, hopefully will answer all our prayers for good, the answers of our heart, when we make our hearts consistent with the, with the heart of Hashem and the will of Hashem. Have a wonderful day, everybody. Kol Tuv.